Are you looking for a podcast all about the great banana oil accident of yore? Uh, then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh, shit, I dropped it. (laughs) Not again. Well, good later evening, Kelsey. Good later evening, Robert. (laughs) I'm sorry I'm late. You weren't even that late. I wasn't super late, so... You're like, like, I'm running late, and it's like a minute later. I just wanted you to be prepared (laughs) that I was not going to be here. Because I was like, well, I guess I could play some more Destiny. And I was like, I better not, because she might actually be here. Yeah, so I started... uh, watching a movie with dinner and I was like okay. I'll be able to leave in the middle of this movie and then I was absolutely not able to leave in the middle of the movie <laughs> what was the movie uh Shutter Island oh okay so it's an old one and I've seen it before so I was, I was gonna like, say have you never seen it no I definitely seen it and I was like well I'll just watch it with dinner and then like go record and then <laughs> when it was like time to record he was like just swimming out to the lighthouse and i was like i cannot leave this i have to i have to see it through did you know that i've never seen that movie <gasps> what yeah what like, we never went to see it and i was like eh, what happens i was like oh okay cool so i've never Damn. seen it still but you know like all the twists and everything yeah like it's all in his head he really did kill people oh that's sucks that got ruined for you that's like one of the big movies of our generation i mean it's all right probably it's good you you've got to see it just for the cinematography alone the cinnamon topography is so good it is on netflix i will watch it while i'm abroad yet again did you know who directed it martin scorsese martin scorsese yeah because it was right after the departed and i was all like oh the departed was okay so then this came out and i was like yeah this is probably just okay did The Departed also have Leo? Mm-hmm. Scorsese just loves Leo, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's what, like, started their whole little, like, love affair. Why doesn't... I... He... Uh, Leo deserved an Oscar for so many movies before The Revenant, and I have, I still have not seen The Revenant because I hear it's, like, just okay. We had just talked about a movie that... Oh, I think it was when you were talking about The Irishman. I, uh-huh. I pretty much compared it to The Revenant in that not a lot is happening <laughs> for three hours it's yeah. just it's just this constant like okay now this is happening all right oh it's, it's like really really cold outside oh he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna taunt on his horse okay oh my god did you know that he actually did that though ew what not to a real horse yeah that's what? why he won an oscar no no no, no. that's not that's not real yeah, they bought a dead horse. Ew. And he gutted his way in and slept in it for real. I I I, I cannot believe this. <laughs> I don't want to believe this. They let a real bear attack him like everything. Oh, that, no. 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 <laughs> no, the bear's not real. Okay, so the dead bear and the bison and the horse, there's apparently a bison situation also, they were a mixture of props and real. That's fucking wild. I don't, I don't even, now I have a Google history saying, did Leonardo DiCaprio gut a horse? I, I guess it was, you know, like, well, we can send him to the glue factory or we can put him <gasps> in a movie, but Question either way, the outcome star. will be the same. God. Uh well, that fucks me up a little bit. Um, Sorry. Well, there are no dead horses in uh, Shutter Island. I really just wanted dead, to see it. It's just so dead good. people. Well, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of dead people, Some dead children. Here, it's... all I know is the the like one frame of him like awkwardly holding his like burning wife or something, uh-huh. because like he's not really holding her. Yeah, I guess when they shot it, but like I've seen that <clears throat> that still. 10 billion times. Let me crack this thing open because I just. Talking about Leo's got me all fired up. Let me uh, crack mine. Crack. It's tea. No, so this movie though, I want you to see it just because I know you're like a huge fan of filmmaking. And this is like. This is a made film, my dude. I really like Martin Scorsese too, so. 
there's like parts of it so the whole thing is crafted so that when you watch it the second time you can see it from the perspective that he is a mental patient yeah and there's just like these little subtle things like his partner goes to get a glass of water for a lady and when he comes back and sets it down it cuts to a scene and she's drinking it and she's not actually drinking a glass of water she's just putting her hand to her mouth uh-huh. but you wouldn't notice that if you weren't looking for it <laughs> yeah and then it's there's like, like he's smoking a cigarette and like the cigarette smoke is going back in because it's in reverse uh-huh it's just some wild shit it's like um eternal sunshine of the spotless mind you know when shit starts to kind of get crazy and fall apart yeah i never saw that either robert <laughs> okay like all the like real weird you ones love jim carrey not in movies like that it's a good movie i will watch it one day will you i've never seen memento man requiems for a dream like all the like really out there weird ones i have not seen that's like my favorite genre of movie just like fucking weird what's the one where like isn't it just called cube where like it takes place in like that cube and all the weird shit's going down in there <laughs> what oh oh it's like j-lo j-lo yes yeah. okay <laughs> Yeah, I think it's called Cube. Yeah, never saw that one. That was a weird one. Like... <sighs> Dead Horse on that one, too. I watched some weird movies, but it's like, I guess, gross weird movies. Yeah, you Not have a so specific much like, brand of weird. Yeah. I like psychological weird. Yeah, that doesn't really do it for me. Mm. But I do need to watch it, because I've always wanted to see Eternal Sunshine, and I've always heard it's so good. I should never yeah, watch it. Yeah, make you cry. If like like the most psychologically weird movie that I probably have in my belt is What Dreams May Come. I haven't seen that one. That's really good. It took it took a try though cuz I was like I don't know what's happening. Oh really? Like I don't I don't get this movie. <laughs> and then it ended and I was like that was pretty good. That's like Robin Williams dies. Oh. And goes to heaven. But like everybody's heaven is so, like, there's not, like, a place with, like, everybody. Like, you go to your own personal heaven. Okay. And he loved his wife's painting, so when he wakes up, he's inside a painting. Oh. And so, like, everything's all watercolored, and, like, the flowers, he can squish them, and, like, they turn into paint, because he's just <laughs> in a painting. That's but, so cool. But then, like, you know, shit goes south, and then a whole bunch of stuff happens. Okay. That's, that's a, that's a weird one. But maybe it's not so much psychological as just, like, heaven's weirder than I thought, you know? <laughs> okay. But it was a good one. Uh, you want to know what the most psychologically weird movie I've seen lately? What? Cats. So, you know that the Oscars got announced the other day, right? Uh-huh. And do you know what is 0% on that list? It's Cats. Cats. I thought at least they would get a nomination for, what is it, like, Best Original Song or something? For for the McCavity one? No. No, that's, like, that's from the original one. No, Beautiful Ghosts. The one that Victoria sings? That's the new one? Yeah, that's the new one. Taylor Swift wrote it. I thought Taylor Swift's new one was, was the one about McCavity that she sang. No. No, that oh, one is, okay. like, from the original. She just, like played the role for that but she wrote the song for uh, okay. the victoria cat to sing i have i oh, have a man. whole lot of opinions on cats but i want i, I really want to hear your full review because i have been waiting for because weeks because <laughs> that was actually one of the songs i didn't like oh my god really <laughs> so um all right so the oscars were nominated i looked to see if cats was on here because i was like there's no way it's gonna win every razzie award on the face of the planet <laughs> How would you like my review? Would you like a score first or a score after? Uh, Give me a score first and then let's get into the nitty gritty. Okay. So out of 10, I'm going to give it probably a solid two. Oh, I was going to go three for you. (laughs) Oh, man. I really did not like this movie, Kelsey. Oh, I loved it so much. I did not like it. Why didn't you like it? So... You know, a lot of people, like, don't like it because, oh, well, it looks weird or whatever else, right? Yeah. It is, like, Rent for me. I just don't like the music in Rent. I did okay. not like the music in Cats. 
Yeah. See, that's an acceptable reason not to like something. The people that don't like cats for the way that it looks are people that are afraid to love. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they cats? tried something and I thought it was a weird idea. Yes. It was wild. It made little sense because I I think it would have been more successful if they had gone like full fucking strange lycra bodysuits and enormous clown wigs. I think that if they had stayed more true to the stage production part of Cats, then they would have had a more successful movie. But because they wanted to like CGI on those cute little ears and have just CGI cats clipping through the floor and shit. So like the the whole movie I kept trying to find something to like. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I would go, okay, this isn't working. Can I like this about this movie? Nope, that's not working either. Can I like this about this movie? And so I know that Cats is not about the music. It's about the dancing. It's a very dance-oriented show, right? I suppose I've seen a lot of people saying that, but I don't know. Cats, to me, is all in the lyrics. So I was like, all right, let's just, like, appreciate the dancing, right? Uh-huh. And now Victoria is a hell of a dancer. Fuck yeah. But, so then I'm sitting there like, all right, well, if I'm supposed to like the dancing in this movie, how can I enjoy a dance number when they keep cutting away to show me people's faces that aren't dancing? Yeah. In the middle of your dance. I was like, okay, you ruined it for me now. Right. And one of my gripes I have to take back. Because another person saw Cats, and I asked them about a specific scene, and it did not occur to them the way it occurred to me. All right. Okay. In the final number, the big, the big, like, here it is, right? You come to Cats, you go to Cats to see memories, right? Uh Uh-huh. That's why you go. Right. Everyone wants to see that part. And there's Jennifer Hudson. She's doing her thing. And when we went to see it, the music became louder than her lyrics and I couldn't hear the last verse. Yeah. That was another thing for me where I was like, I feel like they're almost trying to cover her up with this yeah. swelling orchestra. Whereas, I mean, Jennifer Hudson is a, a fucking singer. Like, I she love Jennifer Hudson. Sighing. She's good. Yeah. And I wish they had just kind of let her do that a little bit more acapella. So I asked somebody and they said, that their, I guess, sound mixing was a bit better, and that didn't happen to them. Oh, really? So I'm going to take that back, because if it was just the setup of my theater, then that is on my theater, not the movie. Yeah. So I'm going to take that back. Um, I just thought it was really weird. Give me something you liked. What did you like about I the movie? I <laughs> actually have one thing that I love about the movie. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. I love... The railway cat and his whole tap dancing scene. (laughs) That was my favorite part of the movie. I fucking loved every second of his whole thing. Did you love his little pants? Like, for some reason, the only cat who's wearing just full pants. Yeah, he he was in, like, a conductor (laughs) thing or something, and I was digging him. I I was digging him. What's his name? Skimbleshanks? Skimbleshanks the railway cat. Dude, the railway cat, I could watch that scene all day. Yes. It was phenomenal. I just unapologetically love every single thing about cats. Skimbleshanks is one of my favorite cats because his number is so damn good. And I make an exception for tap dancing for him. Which is funny because I was telling Ferdin about that. And we were making fun of how you won't watch La La Land because of supposed <laughs> tap dancing. But here is clear just, tap dancing I know. that you will watch. It's just that one scene. I don't know. But so I did love that part. Good. Was he your favorite cat? Well, yeah. My favorite cat got um, sidelined a little bit in this movie. I have several favorite cats now I'm thinking about it. So after after watching the new cats twice, I decided I'm going to watch the 1998 version of Cats because I wanted to make sure it was still like as magical in my mind as I remember it being when I was a kid. Okay. And it was not as magical as I remember it being. Because <laughs> it was more magical than I remember oh it being. God. <laughs> it was so good. Unfortunately, I had to watch it like full of ads because I found like a weird bootleg online. Oh, it was uploaded to a website under Nature ASMR. <laughs> okay. No, <laughs> thank like, you. Yes. 
perfect. No, thank you. So yeah, I rewatched the original one because I was like, I want to kind of contrast and compare and see how my favorite things from the original translated into the new one. And okay. I, I really love the original so much more. <laughs> like the new one is great. And it's, I think for what it wants to be, it's perfect. But can I ask one... you a question about the new one though? Yes. Do you think that it will be a cult classic? Like, do you think it's going to gain a following because of how weird it is? Or do you think I it is just know. considered that bad? I think there's there's a significant problem with Cats because it can't latch on to new people because everyone was so afraid to love it because the media <laughs> sh took a big shit on it. And I think that people who are fans of the original musical, there's not enough of them who accept the changes that they made in this musical to yeah. accept it. Because in the original one, there's zero fucking plot. Like, people talk about the the new one having no plot, but there's literally, like, they made changes to have an actual plot line in the new one. And the original one is just, like, a cat comes on and gets introduced, and then they go away. And then a cat comes on, and they get introduced, and they go away. That's <laughs> so... the plot I took away from the new one, so... Well, in the new one, they had that whole thing where, like, McCavity's magic, and he makes cats disappear to this random boat yeah, in the middle see, of the river. That was and really weird to me. That didn't fucking happen in the original. <laughs> it's just like, like... I need to watch the, like, actual show production one. Yeah. And see if I like it better. But I don't know that I will, because I don't enjoy the music. Yeah, I mean, if you don't like musicals, you don't like musicals. And that's that's a personal preference oh, thing. I like musicals. But like, but like the music in Cats and Rent just don't get me. You don't like like stage Broadway musicals. I do. Like, what, what there's been several like? th that I've liked. Well, you won't watch it, I don't think. But that what, Shrek La La the musical, no, because oh. that's not a Broadway one. <laughs> yeah, Shrek the uh, musical was good. Uh, the Legally yeah. Blonde one was actually pretty good. Oh, I haven't seen that one, but I want to. Uh, Phantom of the Opera, I did not think that I would like. And by the end, I really did like it. Okay. Yeah, so you do like some Broadway stuff. All right. Uh, Les Mis? <laughs> no. <laughs> not because of the music. I just thought that that was a boring one. I was like, all right, like, come on, get there. Okay, but one thing that you do have to like about the new cats, Idris Elba's tight, shiny body. <laughs> no, it freaked me out. <laughs> It's terrifying. What a weird decision. Okay. So that's my thing. I think... So you know how, like, when you do anything, when you create any universe, you have to come up with rules. Because uh -huh. if you don't have rules, nothing makes sense, right? Right. I feel like they laid out the rules for what this movie was going to be, but anytime somebody was like, well, can I do this? They just said, yes. <laughs> didn't look at the rules to see, like, no, we agreed... All cats will have these type of physiques, only bare feet, no one else can have shoes. Like, like you need to have rules, defined rules right. on how this world will be. And I don't think they had that. No, they didn't. Because it's like, can I be fully naked? Yes, you can. Well, can I be naked except I'm only wearing these awesome hip-hop sneakers and a cool chain? Like, can sure, that's I, fine. Can I unzip my skin to have a costume underneath? <laughs> So that also, that is a thing that happens in the original Cats, but it's a much better and less upsetting costume change because okay. she fucking, in the new one, unzips her whole skin yeah. and just becomes this... Like a straight up cartoon character. It's so creepy and so jarring. And I was like, I'm not here for this. And the old one, <laughs> she's she's wearing like this big, like, roly-poly looking kind of cat suit. And then she like... Okay spins around and it comes off on like dramatic stage fashion and she's wearing this like slimming like jazzy tassely thing underneath and it yeah. just kind of it fits with the number and it makes sense and it just didn't make sense in the movie <laughs> i've got whole... another question for you though okay because the world is all up in arms about this and i don't know that i really cared okay what do you think about Judy Dench wearing another dead cat? Excuse me? Like, she's wearing a fur coat. It's not just her. Like, she's wearing 
like another set of fur. So people are like, she's killed another cat and is wearing it. <laughs> oh my god, that never And it's a huge thing. Me. I mean, I was just like, well, yeah, she's a fancy cat. She has extra fur to wear around. That's fine. Yeah, she just has more fur. I mean, that's just how it goes. That didn't I bother mean, me. But the world is like, she's a cannibal cat. And, no. And like, they're freaking out about it. <laughs> so Old Deuteronomy in the original stage play has this like big kind of coat looking costume. So I thought it was fitting. Yeah. But also, Old Deuteronomy in the original stage play is a black man, and I really think that they should have cast the same dude, honestly, because he's still doing stuff. You fucking know who Old Deuteronomy is? No. He is yes. the, the the crocodile from All Dogs Go to Heaven. Let's make music together? Yes! And he's also Oogie Boogie. Santa Claus? Yes! Oh, so, man. Like, clearly this dude is still around still singing i really wish that they had had him in that movie instead of judy dench because i mean bless judy i could have liked that yeah old deuteronomy has this like powerful singing stage presence and just like this operatic voice and that was really missing from this version of cats yeah so all in all i would give cats an eight out of ten the new one (laughs) because i love what they did with it they made it their own they made it original they made it weird as hell I would see it over and over and over again. I have one more thing. Okay. Because I didn't take this from the new one. The cat orgy thing. Yes. <laughs> okay. I was like, I was like, say what? <laughs> like, like I saw these news stories all about it. And then every time I would click a link, it would only take me to the original cats. Right. So in the original Cats, you know, like in the, I forget what they call it in the middle of a musical when they like stop and have a little, is an interlude mm-hmm. where they have like a, a kind of a remix of all the stuff that's happened so far. Yeah. And they're just like dancing around. So during that part in the new movie, they're just like hanging out in that abandoned restaurant or whatever. And they're just like, let's celebrate the Jellicle moon. And they're and just their dancing. tails freaked out. Yeah, they're just, like, dancing and looking at the moon and twitching their tails all around. And then in the stage version, it's much the same, except there's, like, clear gyrating and just, like, titty grasping. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Full-on cat groping, and it's a little disturbing. Okay. So. So it's not the new one. It's the old one. And I guess people were like, I may have liked it. Were there an orgy? No. No. (laughs) That's... If that's your one qualifying thing that you want to see in cats, like sorry, don't don't bother. <laughs> I do have to tell you that so we saw that New Year's Eve, right? Yeah. Taylor was so bored with it cuz I knew <laughs> I I knew Taylor would love it because uh-huh. she loves musicals. She was so bored, I could not get her woke back up enough to stay awake for the ball to drop and stuff. Oh my god. She literally came home and like passed out. <laughs> We're well, very sorry, but we don't like cats. That's okay. I love it enough for all three of us. I know. I know you do cuz you saw it already and then went back. <laughs> I would see it again. I mean, it's still around. I would pay more money to I would see pay, it more I would times. would pay more money. <laughs> more money to go see it all alone. I was kind of sad that we weren't alone, but from what I've heard, every theater reacts the same. Really? Everybody gets really confused and then kind of start just like opening up towards the end and then getting really into it, just being like, yeah, do it. <laughs> and then like they get into it because we had that group in front of us yes. that were like screaming like, yeah, don't let them get on the thing. Woo. <laughs> This lady next to me was drinking the whole time, right? That's how you got to see it. I mean, well, if you're I didn't into know. Drinking. I didn't know if she was like laughing because it was like, oh, "This is how I always wanted cats to look." Or if it was like, oh, "What is happening?" Probably the second one if I had to guess. I couldn't ever tell because she seemed to be thoroughly enjoying it. But when Idris Elba showed up with his with his physique, right? <laughs> Yeah. She literally face palmed her her just like her whole head in her hand and she goes, Oh, Idris <laughs> So I don't know exactly what she thought, but she was quite a person to sit next to. That's an appropriate reaction. 
Speaking of that, uh huh. Since your movie is scorned from the Oscars, yes, I did want to tell you about a movie that was in the Oscars that I think you're gonna hate. Okay, lay it on me. That the Irishman uh-huh. is literally up for every single thing imaginable. It's ridiculous. Like it is, it it is up for everything. It's shockingly not up for performance by an actor in a leading role, which I thought was weird. Who would you have said it should have been? I don't know. One of the two gangster dudes. I can't remember their fucking names because I was so bored out of my mind. Like Robert De Niro or something? Y- yeah. Yeah, he was the leader, right? Robert De Niro? I don't know. I didn't see it. I think he was the leading man. I actually won't get to see it. Why? So... Every year for the Oscars, I do a thing called the Best Picture Showcase. Yes. And they play every movie up for Best Picture. So this year, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine movies yet again. Fuck. That's so right? many. So, like, you go one Saturday, and they'll show you five, and then they'll show you four the next Saturday, right? Yeah. I will be in the UK again. Oh, man. That sucks. And during the Oscars, so I don't get to watch it this year. That's like your whole thing. I love... Like, you guys saw me go over the Game Awards. That's my video game Oscars. Yeah. I love the Oscars. It is so boring, and I eat up every second of it. (laughs) Do you know what my favorite thing is about the Oscars, though? When Ricky Gervais hosts? No. Can you imagine? (laughs) He He might like the Oscars. We don't know. But I love it when they do the... Uh, the songs because they usually have the people come out and actually sing them live. Oh yeah, like Adele Nazib. Yeah, Adele Nazib. <laughs> well, she might be there again because she actually has another song in there for the songs this year. For Frozen Two. Uh huh. All right. What, what's the name of that song? Uh, Into the Unknown. All right. Into it's, the Unknown. It's 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 good. I mean, it's just because you know she can hit them notes. Uh huh. So I just wanted to go over the best picture ones because those are the ones. That's like the big one. That's the one that matters, right? Right. So Ford v Ferrari. I'm really surprised that that got a nomination. Honestly, I'm kind of not. Like I always thought it was going to be that good. Did you see it yet? No, I haven't. I have not seen it yet. Yeah, I I think it's a good movie for sure. I just don't think it's Oscar bait. Do you think it was just because it's fun? You don't think like it was that enticing though i don't know like oscars to me are like movies that take themselves too seriously (laughs) okay (laughs) so every year at the oscars i expect like a stuffy old like the fucking irishman i expect that fully to win because it's just jacking itself off the whole time but uh that that just sounded very kevin smith of you to say and i just found that really really funny (laughs) okay since you don't like him, I'm going to make you like him one day. Maybe I'll come around on Kevin Smith. Okay. We'll see how he feels about The Irishman. He probably doesn't like it. Or he might love it. Who knows? I'll have to right find out Kevin for Smith. You. Are you a listener? He'll be like, I love it! It's the best! Uh, so Ford v. Ferrari. Uh, the Irishman. Which, that's on Netflix, right? Uh, yes. Alright, so I can watch it, maybe. If I could give more than two thumbs down, I would. I would give whole feet down like all i was of gonna it. say can you just point your toes down too just <laughs> just aggressively all my digits <laughs> downward um jojo rabbit i want to see this so bad and i still have not okay so that was the winner of fantastic fest yeah so i mean you know it's great right i want to say it like, it really you know it's good it seems like a very unique concept and of course taika oh, Waititi's yeah. hands are all over it so exactly you know, it's gonna be delicious uh, Joker's up for one. I did not know that Bradley Cooper was in this movie. Um, well, I think he's a producer. Like, I think he helped pay oh, for it. Oh, okay. Because he's definitely not in it. All right, yeah, I'm looking at the credit list here, and it's like, Todd yeah. Phillips, Bradley Cooper. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, so, Taylor always goes to the Best Picture Showcase with me. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I'll be gone. Are you still gonna go? And she was like, Yeah. <laughs> and I go, okay, well, here's your movies. So I go, Four Feet Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker. And she goes, ugh. <laughs> and I was like, 
you don't want to see it? And she's like, I mean, I guess I'll watch it. And I was like, it's good. Like, there's a reason it's here. It is good. She desperately does not want to see it. Yeah, she does not want to watch it. I mean, I'm neither here nor there about it. I am not big on superhero movies, but you have described this as not a superhero movie. So That it is not. I mean, I just don't know how the uh, highest grossing rated R movie of all time could not be up for something, you know? Of all time? Yeah. Goddamn. I mean, people were all over this movie. Uh, this one kind of got me. Little Women. Cause it I'm excited to see this one on here. Literally just came out. Yeah, and it's also like a woman director, and you don't see a lot of those. Yeah. Amy I mean, Pascal's not in the nominations great. anyway. But yeah, I, I definitely want to see this. It's still out in theaters. I'm making it a yeah. point to go see it. Uh, Marriage Story, which I don't know what that is. <clears throat> so this one... It's weird to me because it's a Netflix exclusive, and I didn't know that they had Netflix exclusive movies available to the Oscars. So there was one lot last year as well. What was it last year? Um, they actually did not play it in the Best Picture Showcase because Netflix, it's Netflix broke the exclusive. rules. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they broke the rules. What do you mean? Like, to have a movie played in like the theater like that. It has to be released in a theater for so long before you put it only on your place. What? Yeah, so, like, it has to be, like, in the theater for, like, three full weeks, and then it can be on Netflix for it to, like, be a, like, theatrical release-type movie. Oh. And this one, they let it go for, like, like a week, and then they were like, Netflix! And then they huh. screwed it up. Um, Interesting. But, yeah, Marriage Story is... um. What's his face? Mr. Longface from uh, Star Wars and Girls, Adam Driver. Yeah. Uh, him and Scarlett Johansson. And so, yeah, in a Taylor was telling me who bad. it was, and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. I like both of them yeah. as far as acting ship goes. So. so the movie last year was Roma. Oh, okay. That was a Netflix exclusive? Uh, so it had a theatrical run for, like, two weeks and then it was on netflix okay so yeah. people call richard, it a netflix movie but richard really wants to watch that one but i'm just not into being sad about history <laughs> it seems like that's what that type of movie is so and then i guess I'm just trying to get like because like oh so see marriage story had a limited theatrical release and okay. then was on netflix there you go but it went for a full month, so it's probably going to be played in the Best Picture Showcase. Yeah, I'm sure that they uh, were like, let's follow the rules this time. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, I was like, it, if it is, I mean, I guess, why can't a Netflix movie be considered that, you know? Right. If it's, if it's that damn good, why not? Uh, 1917. Now, this one I do want to see. I really want to see. Yeah. Um, I just finished saying that I don't like to be sad about history, but this looks like a really well done movie. Well, so it's not based on anything true. Okay, good. <laughs> that I can put all that aside. Yeah. So, uh, the director, Sam Mendez, who did some of the best James Bond movies, like Skyfall. Okay, nice. He was like, I used to love talking to my grandpa about when he was in World War One. I'm a, <laughs> I'm going to write a movie just for him. Okay. And so he just kind of, like, wrote a story kind of based on stories that his dad had told him, uh -huh. or his grandpa, and made a movie. And it is in one shot, so the camera literally never cuts away from what is happening. You follow what? these two guys the full two hours nonstop. What? For real? Now, it didn't take place in one shot, you know. Well, that would be fucking incredible. Yeah. But... Yeah, it is, once once it opens, there is not a single cut. You are with these two guys the length of that movie until the Holy end. Holy shit, that sounds intense. And it's supposed to be so good. Cannot wait to see that. Speaking of intense, can you hear the sirens that are like outside my door right now? I kind of heard one. Okay, <laughs> they're fading. Uh, once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I didn't sure. see that. I mean, it's Quentin Tarantino. I'm sure it's fine. You either like Quentin Tarantino or you don't. Yeah. I'm I'm in between. Same. <laughs> like, I really, I, I want to like his stuff because 
I I remember growing up, I loved Kill Bill and Pulp Fiction, and then like, yeah, I don't know. As I get older, like Django Unchained was really good, but I just feel. Ooh, I did like that one though. It's a really really good movie. I just feel like Quentin Tarantino just wants to find excuses to say the n word. Like that's that's <laughs> what his movies are built around. Yeah. So. I I like him more action oriented, like yeah. Django, Kill Bill. Yes. But then you get like the nothing but talkers, right? Yeah. Like Inglorious Bastards is good. I've never watched it past the first time. Yeah. Because it's just three hours of talking, you know. Yep. And it's kind of how this one is. But Did you see, um, I'll watch it. What was it called? Eight something? Hate, hateful Eight? No. Because I heard that was like four hours of talking and I was like, no thank you. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I thought it was decent. I feel like it could have been shorter and it was exceptionally violent. So, yeah. I mean, that's just Quentin Tarantino. That's true. It could have been shorter and it was exceptionally violent. There's one of his movies that I quote all the time, though, that nobody has seen. Which one? Um, It's called... Hang on. Now I can't remember. I think it's called, like, Four Rooms... Yeah, I've not heard of that one. It's, so, it's like, yeah, so it's this, like, bellhop, right? Okay. So it's actually co-directed by four different people. Oh. And I, and, and I guess each room was directed by a different person. Oh, interesting. So it's like, here's this bellhop, and he's dealing with this room, right? And so I guess this guy directed what happens in there, and then he goes back to the front desk, and now he's dealing with this room, and then this person did it, right? Okay. But the one that I quote, the part I quote all the time, one of the rooms, like Antonio Banderas leaves his kids in the room alone mm-hmm. and he tells like the bellhop, watch my kids for me. I'll be back. Well, the kids are doing whatever up there and the girl keeps going, it stinks in here. Like it stinks really, really bad. So she calls the desk. Hey, it stinks. Right. Okay. And he goes, ah, you probably just didn't wash your feet. So he hangs up <laughs> on her. And they keep doing all this stuff, and she, like, pushes the bed, like, the mattress off the bed, and there's a dead hooker in the box spring. Oh, my God. And so she's like, hello, there's a, there's something in my, in my room. And he's like, I'm fucking tired of these kids. So he runs up there, and he goes, what do you want? And she's like, there's a dead hooker in the bed. And he's like, no, it's your smelly feet. And then he turns and sees this hooker dead in the bed. And as he vomits, he says, what the fuck, while vomiting. <laughs> and I think about that part all the time, because I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Oh, and the bellhop is played by Tim Roth. I love him. Yeah. All it's right. a really interesting movie. Let's look that one up. Uh, okay, so Quentin Tarantino. Oh, well, no wonder I like that part, because it's directed by Robert Rodriguez, and I uh, fucking love him. Yeah. Oh, he's one of my favorites. But Quentin does The Last Room, and he's got Samuel L. Jackson back there, and Bruce Willis, and all the standard people. Yep. So, there's a, a, a weird movie to watch one day. Okay. But so, alright, so we had Once Upon a Time. Then there's Parasite, which I'm very interested to see. Yeah, so Parasite, this is, is this the first one? Maybe I'm being ignorant here, I don't know, but like, I hardly ever see like asian people so this is what bothers me about this one parasite is up for best picture and best international picture oh so they have two different ones okay yeah because i was i was gonna say i don't think this was yeah an american release was it i don't think it was and then it did come out here later oh parasite movie But, like, what if you won both? I don't think that's fair. You should only get one. You're either going to be in the best picture or best international picture. You can't be both. This is fascinating to me because, one, it's Korean. Two, it's a comedy. And three, it's also a thriller. And you hardly see any of those ever up for best picture. Do you know what this guy made before this movie? And it's a movie that people fucking love. Is it Snowpiercer? N- oh, well, he did do... Wait, I thought he did the other one. Hang on. Snowpiercer. Let me make sure I've been telling people right. I have not been telling people right. Uh-oh. 
Oh, all right. Well, so he did Snowpiercer, and I haven't <laughs> I seen that. I thought so. I haven't seen Snowpiercer, but people fucking love this movie, and I want to see oh, it. Oh, and then he did Okja, too. What's that? That's the Netflix movie where the little girl has this, like, giant pig-cow pet thing, <laughs> and then the parents sell it for to, like, make money, and they're taking it to, like, the slaughterhouse, but it's her friend. Okay. And so she's, like, trying to stop them from, like, chopping her pet up as meat for, like, people, you know? Yeah. And it's supposed to be, like, the most sad thing on the face of the planet. That sounds sad. So I, what, for what some reason, thought people? this guy did Train to Busan. Oh. Well, Snowpiercer's a train. <laughs> That's true. I probably heard it on something and then they were wrong. Who knows? Who does Train to Busan? I don't know, but I've always wanted to watch that, too. And it's on Netflix as well. Yeah. The Zombies on a Train. Sounds perfect. Directed yeah. by Jan Not even close to the same guy. Nope. So... Parasite, I'm very interested to see because I have heard crazy good things about that movie. Is that the one? That's not the one where, like, what's her face? Also from Girls, Marnie is, like, throwing up on the. What is, what is the name of the movie? Shit. Okay, Marnie from Girls. I'm gonna get there. <laughs> <laughs> and movies that she's in wikipedia she was the the chicken get out who was like eating a fruit loop and then sipping milk through a straw remember her? oh yeah 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 that was so weird i know hurt me the perfection that's the movie that i'm thinking of with her okay i have not I, seen that either i haven't either but i i thought it had to do with parasites i don't know well we're way off track on this one <laughs> i know like i i just know it's good and i would love to see it yeah, I want to see it too. But Damn. I'm probably missing the Best Picture Showcase, so I will probably have just seen the one of these that I have seen, that which is sucks. Joker. Yeah, I've seen two of these, and one was good by my standards. It won't win an Oscar. The other one is terrible by my standards. Probably will win. <laughs> so. so, anyway, Oscar nominations are live. I bet nobody watches this or cares. <laughs> but those are the big movies. Let us know if you guys have seen these movies and who you think will win or who you think deserves to win, even though you don't think it will win. Yeah. My bet, I mean, I would lean towards the Irishman just from what I've heard, but I really think it's between Jojo Rabbit or Parasite. You know, I'm seeing a severe lack of Marvel and Star Wars in this list. Uh, they're pretty much in sound and visual effects, and that's it. <gasps> Ooh, my boy got nominated for original screenplay. Knives Out. Oh, yeah, I was going to tell you that. Mr. Rian. Is it Rian? I keep fucking going back and forth. Rian Johnson, it is, right? It is Ryan Johnson. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him Rian. Okay. <laughs> Just makes me feel better. Give him that little bit of flair. Yeah, Rian Johnson. Um... Did you see his tweet? I think you sent it to me. Yes. Where oh somebody was like, how about Daniel Craig just does a new accent every time? And he was like, I went there. Yeah. But I, I'm not doing that. I would love that so much if he made like a different Knives Out movie every single time with Daniel Craig, but different accent. That but, That's my but cup of tea. Apparently, Daniel Craig does that one accent because he worked on it for like this one movie. <laughs> And I could just see him being like, I'm not learning a new accent every fucking two years. Like, screw that. Yeah. Because I'm bad at him. I couldn't imagine having to learn a new one all the time. <laughs> Mine go uh, Texan to Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that's about yeah, it. Yeah, that's every, every single accent you do just ends up right back at Arnold. Yep, there's no in between. Hard left turn at Arnold. Yeah, that's why they didn't cast me for Knives Out. They were like, mm, we wanted, like, Kentucky, not Austrian. <laughs> and it was like, I am! This is my Kentucky accent. Tell me! <laughs> God. I can't, hang on. Okay. Uh, Tell me, do you think that your father would have killed himself? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that movie would not have been the same. No. So, thank you for not casting me. Oh, man. We saw another movie, and it looks like you didn't die. Not yet. Yeah, so we went and watched The Grudge. Okay, so can I go ahead and rate it as well? Yeah, let's, let's rate it at the same time. Ready? 
Okay. Three, two, one, a two. two. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, it's right there with cats because also choices did not make sense. Yeah. It really didn't make sense. Like, so we talked about this pretty extensively after we left the theater, but I just want to rehash yeah. because fuck. I'm. I am a really big fan. Like, I, I hate the original movie just because it has, like, needled its way into my brain and just lives there now. Yeah. And every time I turn around, I'm like, there's going to be a fucking dead, wet Japanese girl behind me. But anyway, uh, I love the original Grudge so much. It holds a very special place in my heart. And I was hoping that this one would be, like, a new and exciting, more terrifying spin on the original Grudge. And Yeah. Like, that that's what I had said when we watched the trailer on the show. I was like, this looks yeah. so intense. It really looked intense. And I thought that our, our boy, Harold, or whatever, was going to be a pretty big part of the movie. But he, he yeah. wasn't. He was, like, a significant part of the trailer. Yeah. Everything you see in the trailer is all you get in the movie. Pretty much. Like, what, what I didn't understand was the grudge is... The Grudge is that little Asian lady, right? Right. That's kind of the premise. Uh, she's not in this movie. Yeah, I not mean, at all. I mean, she probably was in that, like, opening 30 seconds. You just With, never like, see her. The garbage bag or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, in the in the opening, there is that, that moment where she's on her cell phone and, like, you can see the house in the background. And there there's a face in the window of the house. And it was like, that's yeah. the face. Yeah. And then the fucking the first and only really jump scare when you know yeah she's on the phone that the fucking grudges is there but uh yeah that's so um, that's all you see of her i had told uh Haley about it and i was like okay the quote they open with the quote that the movie opens on is uh-huh. when you die in the grip of rage in a place that place becomes grudged Yes. Uh Uh-huh. And this movie has no place. It only has who's. It's all about the people. There's no place that draws them together. So I was really excited when they opened the movie with that because I was like, yes, this is like really rehashing the old shit and we're going to get deep into it. Yeah. And then, like you said, so it does, it starts out with this lady who's in Japan, like house sitting or something. And then she's like, I have to come home early. I'm really freaked out about this house. And she leaves and she comes home and then she kills her whole family. Yeah. For whatever reason. Like months later though. (laughs) Yeah. So it's as if the grudge didn't stay with the house. It followed her home. Which apparently is in one of the sequels. So, okay, fine. We'll let you have it. Right. I guess. So then the detective who comes to visit her or who comes to like investigate the murders, he goes into the house and then he gets grudged. And then like, yeah, it just follows him around now. And then he dies and then somebody has to investigate his death and that person gets grudged. And the real but estate so, agent who's trying to sell the house gets grudged. And they all so just my kind whole of... thing is everybody sees these people and that's what drives them crazy to kill people. Yeah. So to me, the original lady would have seen the asian lady right uh-huh so why do we never see the asian lady we only see <laughs> all the american people yeah i don't know again your rules you have to have rules you gotta have rules it's important the rules make everything the rules like, make the movie i think that's what's so important about horror movies is like you have to have a set of rules that you follow and like that's it makes a movie more predictable but it also makes a movie more satisfying like you kind of expect it to go plot point a to plot point b to plot point c it has to make sense you can't go from like a skip over b go to c and then introduce q like why is q here we haven't even gone through like elemental p yet yeah so i just wanted to give you this little quick list uh this was big this this like came out a couple years ago but uh Chuck Jones, who was, like, insanely famous for his Looney Tunes cartoons, right? Yeah. Like, literally one of the greatest animators ever. I love everything he ever did. The Grinch that I love so much? Uh-huh. That's him. That's him. I watch it all the time. But so, Pixar has 22 rules for storytelling. Whoa. Okay. And apparently, Chuck Jones has nine golden rules for the Wile E. Coyote cartoons, right? Perfect. And so, these are rules... 
that always happen and people fucking love those because they make sense right they always work yeah but so here's just his nine rules real quick like rule one the road runner the road runner cannot harm the coyote except by going beep beep okay right so he never hurts him hold that rule right right Rule two, no no outside force can harm the coyote, only his own failure of the Acme products. Yep. Uh, the coyote could stop at any time if he were not a fanatic. So, like, <laughs> he just has that craziness to him, right? Yeah. Rule four, no dialogue ever except beep beep. Uh, the roadrunner must stay on the road, otherwise, logically, he could not be called a roadrunner. <laughs> Which, I love that. That rule is hilarious. <laughs> uh, all action must be confined to the natural environment of the two characters. So it only takes place in the Southwest American desert. Uh-huh. Uh, all materials, tools, everything must be obtained from the Acme Corporation. Uh, rule eight, whenever possible, make gravity the coyote's greatest enemy. Which that makes I sense. think that's hilarious. Yep. And then the coyote is always more humiliated than harmed by his failures. Perfect. And see, if you follow those rules, you can make a perfect wily coyote. So why didn't Sam exactly. Raimi keep his roadrunner on the road? Yeah, like, because you could just have anything happen at any time. But if you hold to this, you always get that consistent idea, you know? The idea so... is that he can't catch him, and it's always his fault. But if... The Roadrunner can just badmouth him, or he can do this. Like, it turns not into what it was. I know. And I was so excited to see Sam Raimi's name attached to this movie. And now I'm, like, disappointed in it. <laughs> I know. That'd be like saying, drag me to hell, right? Yeah. Well, you can actually give it back without having to give the item back from that stuff, right? Like, Right. That's the rule. And but the if you can just thing... willy-nilly change it, then what's so scary about this concept? Exactly. So at the end of the grudge, the new grudge, they burn down the house. And I'm like, perfect. That's how you get rid of the fucking curse. If the curse is tied to this place, everybody who fucking goes here gets that curse and takes it away with them. Burn the house. Problem solved. Yeah. And yet, problem remains unsolved because she's still grudged at the end of the movie. Which, I don't know. Yeah, I found the whole thing frustrating. I really, I wanted to like it. It was scary. It was gross. It was... I, mean, I was just constantly waiting for, like, the big scary moment when, like... Yeah. Because I remember, like, the lady crawling down the stairs all yes. slow towards her and ah. all the stuff. <laughs> that's tension. That's that's horror. Like, all that stuff, right? Yeah. And this one's big thing was, what do we do when we're scared? Oh, you didn't say it. You must not be him. <laughs> I'm just gonna burn you. And then that was it. Yeah nothing happened there there was no real tension in this movie yeah it wasn't um the one part that kind of got me so there was there was one part where she's talking to the boy in bed and he's like come out of bed and he walks to the end of his bed through a shadow and then suddenly like turns into a monster that really freaked me out that was a really good scare that was was the one highlight but I was thinking about it again, and another part that really got me well was when the the pregnant wife lady walks out and her uh, husband, Harold, is standing there with, he's just oh, like hanging scissors. out in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. And he's got the scissors in his hand and you can only see it like as he turns, the light kind of hits them. Yeah. You can't see his eyes because they're covered in like these rain stained glasses. Yeah. And the camera zooms out to the outside of the house and you see the wife in one frame and Harold in the other frame. And then suddenly like he dashes toward her and that's the last thing you see. Yeah. So that part I thought was really well shot. Yes. Well shot, but it didn't, it didn't scare me. (laughs) Yeah. You were just like, nice. That really got me. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Good job. But I didn't want good job. I wanted scare job. I know. Big old thumbs down for me. Yeah. I would I would wait for Netflix or something like that. For sure. Don't bother with that one in the theaters. Yeah. One more thing in theaters that I really want to see, but I don't think I'm going to get to see. Okay. Underwater. 
I'll see it with you. You will? Of course I'll see it. Good. Okay. I, I want to see this so bad, but Richard won't see it with me because he's scared of uh, water things. I don't like water, period. Yeah, I'm shocked Water see is my one. nemesis. <laughs> I see all those movies, though. It's true, yeah. Like, I mean, I went and saw 47 meters below, and that's like underwater and sharks. That's like a double whammy. <laughs> but that movie was really stupid. Yeah. The first one, great. The new one, mm-mm. Yeah, Underwater looks like it's going to be legit good. I'm really looking forward to this. I don't think it's going to be campy. I think it's going to be straight up horrifying. I think it's The Descent, but Underwater. Yes. That's the vibe I get, but I don't know. I could be wrong. It could be something very different. I just want to see it for Kristen Stewart and that (laughs) bald head and those big round glasses. Oh, man. She's so beautiful. So, yes, we can go see this movie. That's fine. Yes. It looks like underwater Cloverfield to me. That's that's the vibe I get. So that's funny you bring that up because I was just reading an article earlier today that was like, underwater really should have been a Cloverfield prequel. Yes. And so I'm like, what is going to be in this movie? <laughs> so I'm wondering if it's just some giant monster and not a bunch of tiny monsters like I think. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see. I just, uh, it's it appeals to all my senses. Do you want to burn this cursed house to the ground? Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) Listeners, look to your left. Look to your right. Both of those people have no idea what this podcast is. (laughs) Please tell them about it. Help us grow. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your most favorite platform so you never, ever miss an episode. We release weekly, every Monday. Each one, we're here for you. No matter what is happening... We make sure that we keep that schedule. If the grudge burns our house down, we're going to find you a place to record. Oh, man. We'll just get her on the show. <laughs> Gross. If you have a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that really, really helps our ratings. It helps us get visibility. It helps everything in the whole world. So if you could do that, we would love you forever. You can find us and friend us on social media. We are at YMBTOAP on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to like our Facebook page. Uh, also, subscribe to our channels on YouTube and our newly, uh, what is it when like you break a bottle on like a boat and stuff? Christened. Yeah, our newly christened Twitch. <laughs> we broke the Baba bottle. Where we played Baba. It was so much fun. We uploaded the full video to YouTube. We put some tags in there so you can go to our favorite moments. It was a good time. Uh, yeah, you can watch us start out it, so happy. So, so happy, happy just so- to be playing it fresh faced and full of life and then just slowly descend into like why am i here (laughs) this game this this game you just have to watch and see for yourself uh you can also email us at ymbtoap at gmail.com please send us your listener mail let us know if you liked what we did on twitch if you have any other games you'd like to see me and kelsey play yes uh, also write in what you think of the Oscars because I bet 100% of you say it's horribly boring and you make sure to skip it every year. <laughs> and I don't fault you for that. But uh, if you don't know what the Best Picture Showcase is, I think it's just a fun little way to see some good, I mean, sometimes good movies. You can like, skip The Irishman, though. Sometimes. I have chosen to sleep in several other movies before. Oh my god, really? <laughs> Uh, one year Lincoln was in there, right? Uh huh. And I was like, I'm not watching that. Yeah, and can't I just, blame you. I I just like punched up my jacket and I just like snuggled into it and <laughs> went to sleep for three hours. Woke up and was like, oh, yep, yeah, he's still Lincoln. Refreshing and then nap. That was the end of the movie. Nice. I was like, all right, cool. On to the next one. But I've seen some of my favorite movies going to that thing, so. I'll post a link to it. They'll be selling tickets for it soon, and you can see the movies we talked about earlier. Uh, and if you guys do go, let me know what you think of those movies, because I won't get to see them this time. So, Our theme song is The Green Maple Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check them out on YouTube. As always, thanks for listening, and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Is the Irishman really going to sweep the Oscars? We 
had one more important sound we wanted you to hear. Just could you imagine, like, there's a ghost in your house right as you go to record, and you're like, dude, either jump in or go away. Uh... So you're in. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs>